In favourable conditions, the crossing from mainland to island was short, with a moderate southwesterly half a day or less. And when the Constantinos sailed from the mainland port, the captain judged the weather pretty fair, though the wind was a little more westerly than was ideal, and fresh enough to put foam crests on the waves. The cabin boy was the captain's nephew, and too young to take work seriously. Instead, he played a game, picking out images in the white clouds overhead. Look! he shouted, pointing upwards. An old man's face! But the mate and the crewman were busy hoisting the sails. By the time they'd looked up to indulge him, the clouds had shifted in the wind and the cabin boy's old man was dissolving. That's no old man, said the crewman, head tilted back to see the sky. Any fool can see it's a ram's head. Ram's head, my backside! said the mate. Look at the breadth in that beam. It's the rear view of my mother-in-law, is that? The game passed time. They played on as they coiled ropes on the boat's deck, as they set the sails and the captain steered his course beyond the harbour. The crew was cheerful. They'd been away from home for several weeks, ferrying cargo between the islands, travelling wherever the work took them. Maize from Gallipoli to Chios, mastic from Chios down to Crete, citrus fruits from Crete back up to Naxos. Boat and crew were for hire, their destination always in the hirer's hands. Now, at last, they'd picked up a shipment for home, and all their spirits were high. Except, it seemed, for their passengers. This stranger watched the horizon and smoked his pipe. Black-bearded and heavy-set, with a nose which had been broken more than once, and a scar across his scalp where no hair grew, he was silent and unsmiling. His clothes were in the Cretan style, wide trousers tucked into broad-topped, mud-caked boots, and even though the sun, when not behind the shifting clouds, was warm, he kept his leather coat fastened tight around his body with an ornate buckled belt. He sat where he had chosen, on a barrel of Naxos wine, his feet resting on a box of Turkish apricots. His accent suggested origins in the Baltic, he claimed to have no Greek currency, and paid his fare with a silver bangle engraved in Cyrillic script. The cruise island wasn't his final destination, so he said. He was travelling north, to Italy, but their home, he told them, was another step on his way. When the captain asked why he didn't take the packet, the fast mailboat that left each week for Athens, he shrugged and said that he preferred the slower route.